Well, the theme for today is, is rather clear, which is uh, the need for humility and the dangers of pride. And our Lord gives sort of two, or demonstrates two facets of, of pride which can be problematic. So let's look at those. The first thing is we wanna set up what's probably happening, and we can glean that from the context. So Jesus is invited to a very prominent person's home, one of the leading Pharisees. And Jesus himself, by now, is kind of famous, right? He's a bit of a celebrity. So the, the Pharisee is inviting him into his home. Remember, Pharisee, just we, we think of it in a negative way because, of course, the Lord was so critical. But, you know, these are religious leaders of the time, and he was one of the leader, leading ones. And so he invites Jesus because of you know, his celebrity, but also they want to find out more about who this new prophet is. And so he's invited, likely, a bunch of other prominent people, uh, friends, relatives, um, and uh, probably other professionals, as it were. And in the room, as they're getting ready to dine, you know how it is when, when people go to table and they, they got to figure out where to sit, right? Presumably there's no name tag, so they, they got to figure out where do I sit, which, which seat do I take, etc. And Jesus notices that there's a number of them ambling to get closer to him, right? They're, they're trying to get closer to, to Jesus. They're trying to sit in either closer to maybe the Pharisee, you know, the, the, the head of the household or, or the Lord himself. And, and we, we can just imagine how this dynamic is playing out because there's a bunch of them who want to be closer, Right? And they, they also probably are introducing themselves to Jesus and saying, oh, you know, I'm Bob and, you know, I, I've got to, you know, I, I do this and I do this and I do this and this is who I am. And you know how that, that sometimes can happen. And the Lord is picking up that, that people are kind of exalting themselves, right? They're in this in this place, and they're, they're not only trying to sit closer to him, but they basically want to demonstrate their, their importance, right? And, and this is something I think that, that we, we definitely can see and, and have seen uh, with, within our lives, how sometimes a person can be, you know, in the midst of, of people, and they want to kind of be the center of attention, right? They act as though they need people to notice them. And this can be this can be, you know, unconscious, it can be conscious, but nonetheless, it seem, what seems to drive them is gaining attention and wanting people to recognize them in some fashion, either how important they are or just recognize them in general. And this is problematic for a lot of reasons, right? It's putting the self at the center, seeking to put the self at the center. Now, it's difficult to speak about humility uh, for a lot of reasons, um, but there's a lot of misunderstandings about humi humility. I mean, sometimes people could act, seemingly act humble, but it's really false pride. It's really not humility at all. So for instance, somebody who's, who's uh, commended for doing something well, or they're complimented for doing something well, no, no, I'm not that good, I'm not, I'm not good at that, et cetera. That's not humility. Thinking less of oneself is not humility. C.S. Lewis, quote C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity, humility is not thinking less of oneself, it's thinking of oneself less often. 
right? We don't think less of ourselves. We are all created good. We all have, have goodness in us. We are touched by, by divinity, right? And if we're baptized, we have divinity within us. Um, God doesn't create junk. All of us have goodness and, and we all have gifts and talents and all the rest. There's a difference between confidence, recognizing one's gifts and celebrating it and having pride. Furthermore, um, to sort of degrade oneself, right? To exist within um, sort of shame, I'm no good, etc. Not only does it deny the goodness that God has created us with, but it's just simply not true and it's unhealthy. Shame is always unhealthy. So that's not humility. Humility is really just kind of not thinking about oneself as much, not putting oneself at the center, not needing people to recognize us, to see us, right, et cetera. And I, I'm sure that we've seen that play out and I'm sure, you know, with others and we've, we've probably seen it even play out perhaps with ourselves or the false humility, you know, of, of saying, well, no, I'm not. I mean, imagine telling somebody, a, a professional football player, you know, ah, you're, great at, you're great at your sport. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You're making $30 million a year. You're pretty good. It would be silly, right? Well, all of us have goodness and all of us has, have gifts and we ought not deny those. To do that actually might cause us to fall into a pit of false humility, which is really just pride in another way. Now he goes on to this next, next example and he, he tells the host. So the host has invited, we can, we, can, we can totally see it. He's invited all these important people, right? Jesus is, is he's only got so, much, so many dinners in the time that he would be in this town, you know, to spend with people. And so this leading Pharisee got him. You know, look who I got. He's coming to my house for dinner. And then he invited all these other people, but he didn't invite them because of, particularly the goodness of sharing something good, right? The, the Lord understands that this Pharisee has relationships in a utilitarian fashion. He has relationships based upon what those people can do for him. He likes to be owed things by people. He uses people, right? John Paul II said, the opposite of love isn't hate, the opposite of love is to use someone for your own benefit because it's to objectify them, to treat them like an object, merely somebody to take from, right? A, a good, healthy relationship is reciprocal. This Pharisee was not engaging in relationships that were reciprocal, they were one-sided. And so he was using this invitation and this dinner so that people would owe him something and then he could get something out of them. Now, we, we've seen this at work too, perhaps in our own lives at times, perhaps you know, we've, you know, we've suffered that dynamic from somebody else. And it's what, what we end up seeing, now whether this is in your life or, or somebody else's life, what you end up seeing is a person like this tends not to have deep relationships. They tend to have a lot of superficial relationships. They tend not to be able to sustain long friendships because people just kind of get tired of it and they leave. And oftentimes, and I've seen it, people get to the end of their lives and they're alone because nobody really wants to be around them because people don't like to be used. 
And so it's important thing for us to reflect on our relationships. Okay, are they, are we truly giving in our relationships? Think about your relationship with your spouse or with your children, your parents. Are we, are we truly entering into those relationships, not just for our own good to get our own needs met, but to also seek to meet the needs of someone else? Reciprocity, right? That's a healthy relationship. That's a, that's a relationship that can go deeper. It can be stronger, et cetera. So how can we be humble? One of the difficulties with being humble <laughs> is we might find ourselves doing something and we think, wow, gosh, that's great. I'm, I'm really being pretty humble right now. In which case now, we're all of a sudden very prideful. Look at my humility. <laughs> it's ridiculous, right? It's, it's like a, you know, it's a double bind. There's, it's hard to get there. Well, one of the ways to get there is, again, to stop focusing on the need to assert the self, to become more aware. I mean, just be aware of your, your conversations. I, I did this um, and do this quite frequently. I just sort of, as I'm entering into a conversation, I'll be thinking, am I talking about myself too much? Am I really giving this other person the time that they need? You know, or is it always about me? I mean, there's going to be times in our life where we need, you know, more assistance, but, you know, from our friends and family. But there's other times, if we really examine it, we're actually just kind of focusing more on ourselves. And relationships with people that it's always about them are not relationships we generally, you know, they're draining. They just drain us. Now, so how do we move forward? I can only share some of the things that I've done and I've seen done or people say. It was probably um, close to 10 years ago. I just had a sense of discontentment about me. And you might think, well, Father, you're 51, so midlife crisis, did you go out and buy a red Corvette? Um, no, but if you have one, I'll take it. Um, you know, that may have been part of it, I don't know. I mean, we all kind of get to that point in life where we look back and we say, am I happy with myself, you know? And there were elements of myself that I wasn't happy with. I didn't really know what to do, so I started talking to people, my close friends and, and family members. And what I ended up doing was I ended up being vulnerable with them and I, I, because I trusted them and I knew I could be safe. And for some reason, I was just able to, to do this where I started, I became curious. Why am I the way I am? And talking to some of my friends and saying, what do you see? What are, what are some areas of growth that you, that you would like to see in me? We've been friends for 20 years. How can I be a better friend to you? And so I became much, much more curious about these things. And then I became more curious about, well, why did I end up that way? And where did it come from? And it's a journey. But what I found was an incredible amount of freedom and not shame and guilt, but just freedom that this is the process. This is the process of growing in virtue and, and holiness. It's the process of just becoming a better person is you begin to, to become self-aware. And once you decide to go down the road of self-awareness, it's, it's something that's really hard to turn back from. It actually becomes really profoundly interesting to look at these things and say, wow. And then you begin to see how your friendships get better, your relationships with family gets better. I mean, this is my experience. And that you just enjoy life a whole lot more. You become much more the person God created you to be.
And so my encouragement to you, I, I certainly don't have all the answers. It's a difficult position to be in, to be talking about telling people how to be humble. How in the world do I do that if I have a difficulty exhibiting it myself? But what I do know is that the path to growing in virtue and holiness is like this. It's about becoming self-aware, letting go of those things from our youth that, that bound us and limited us, learning to trust people. So if you look at your relationship with your spouse and if you're dissatisfied, or if you look at the relationship with your children, you're not happy with it, or any other relationship or anything in your life, you say, you know, I wish this would be better. It's not the moment for shame. It's not the moment to be hard on yourself. It's the moment to become self-aware. Find someone you trust who knows you in and out, who you know is going to be, you're going to be safe with them. That when they give you feedback, you can, you can receive it, right? You can trust it. And you know it's, it's coming from a place of love. Find those people and say, what do you think I should do? There's part of me that I wanna change and I don't know how to change it, help me. It's amazing how we are able to help each other transform. And when you find a person like this in life, one or two people like this in life, it's worth more than all the gold you could ever have, this journey. The destination is heaven, but in this life, it's this journey, right, of self-discovery, self-awareness. We are the only ones who can change ourselves, but we can do it with help from good, loving friends, and of course, through God's grace. But once you go down that path, once you decide to go down the path of self-awareness, your life will be forever changed for the better. Please stand.